0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the first ever episode of my new podcast Peel Team 6. Uh, just a quick background on why I decided to start this podcast. It was basically just demand um, mainly from my Facebook posts with uh, golf quick golf tips. I got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback, mainly from messages and texts saying, hey, those really help out my game. And I just decided to start this podcast. Uh, it's going to be 99% about golf and whether it's teaching, whether it's my uh, opinions on things, it doesn't matter. It's just going to be off off the top of the head type of stuff, just mainly about golf And I would like to welcome my first ever guest, um, one of my best friends and fellow golfer himself, Jared. Welcome. How's it going, guys?
1: Thanks for the uh, invite. Absolutely.
0: So uh, this is going to be broadcasted on Podbean through the Bucket at the Eagles podcast, my other podcast, uh, at least for the first couple of episodes. And then I probably will branch out and start my own line through the Peel Team 6 podcast. So... Look out for this on Podbean through the Bucket at the Eagles uh, for the time being, and if this is something that really catches on, I will branch out and uh, do my own podcast. So before I dive into myself, Jared, uh, you want to kind of explain um, your history with golf and how you fell in love with the game, and um, basically why why do you like it? Why don't you like it?
1: Um, well, I've I've always I came from a baseball family, hmm. and uh, you know, as you know, my, my brothers were uh, pretty good at baseball, and uh, I guess I just wanted to be wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. So uh, I picked up golf, uh, I mean, seriously in eighth grade, about the time you did. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of went from there. Um, I love the game because um, you rely on yourself. Um, right. It's just you and the course and everything that lies in between. Um, you mess up, it's on yourself. You don't have a teammate to pick you up or, or anything like that. And then it's something you can do by yourself, you know, it's right. um and then just, you know, the people of the golf course, you know, like um I mean you can make friends from, you know, your age or guys who are, you know, significantly older than you. Right. So, um I just love, you know, everything it has to it has to bring, you know, you can go out there and you can you know have beers have a good time and where you can go out there and just uh you know um compete against yourself and in the course you know each course brings a different obstacle right um so yeah it's just uh it's just it you know so and, did you
0: feel you have a rat disadvantage
1: with you having a
0: brief baseball background um because you played baseball leading up to yeah golf yeah
1: yeah that's a good question yeah and no um i think my hand-eye coordination because my family's mm. just you know eat breathe sleep shit baseball right so uh my hand eye coordination and you know that like my athleticism attributed to uh from baseball to my golf swing um you know so i did have you know in your typical baseball swing mm-hmm. but uh, i i found it easy honestly to adapt um which i guess there's a big misconception that you know i mean golf is a hard game but if if you can hit a ball coming at you, then you can hit a ball sitting there. Right. And uh, um, so no, I mean I wouldn't say a disadvantage is it was, it was more of an advantage that I knew how to put a ball or a bat, a bat on something or a club on something. Right. Um, but yeah, I just well, uh, like anything, it just takes practice, you know. And I think uh, growing up, my my parents instilled a good work work ethic, so. You know, it's you're not going to get immediate results in this game. You know, if you don't uh, you don't put the time in, don't practice, then you're not going to get results. Right. So naturally, I went out there and sucked it up and it was just hitting balls after balls after balls. And then uh, I said, "This is the game for me." You know. Right. So practice makes perfect. I guess. So I, and I preach
0: that to because I've been teaching now since 2008. So what is that, 14 years? Right. And the biggest downfall people have with golf is impatience. Right. Um, meaning. They expect, a lot of golfers expect, or a lot of new golfers, I should say, expect to go into the game and take a lesson and then be good in a week. Right. You know what I mean? And I tell them, literally, it took me three years of every day on a golf course to... uh, And three years is a short amount of time to where you're shooting 120 to breaking par. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was literally on the golf course every day for probably a good eight years. But that first three years was... um, a lot of trial and error, so to say, because we grew up in a time where this is early two thousands, where the internet was around, but YouTube wasn't around. You right, know what I mean? Right. So you basically, if you didn't have a teacher, you were on your own, basically learning from yeah, books. Right. And Golf Digest. Nicholas books are Chips. hard to translate into the real world because it's hard to, it's hard. To, like a video is one thing, but when you're reading something. It's hard to translate that into your own game, if oh, that makes sense. Absolutely, so, absolutely. That being said, I read Ben Hogan's book, and it was been a, greatly influential on how I teach because right. he was very ahead of his time, and he did things that were probably unorthodox at that time period. Oh, yeah. So
1: well, th- well, think about, like, in middle school, when we, when we used to have to read, you know, 15 minutes to start our mornings, mm. I'd be reading some, like you know, random book or whatever. I look over <laughs> at the room of JJ and he's reading Golf Digest, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> right. man, I, I knew right then and there, I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to go far in this game. You know, I I'm, I'm right over here that. reading like a, a hunting funny. magazine or something like that. And JJ is <laughs> over there practicing his golf grip on a pencil. Right, right. And you know, like, like you said, in the teaching aspect, I think we were fortunate in needles that we had a golf course like, uh, you know, the river's edge mm-hmm. um, at our, at our disposal. And, right. uh, you know, the pros that we had down there, you know, you know shout out to J.C. Bacon, you know, Tom Russell, mm-hmm. um, you know, even and Don Johnson as we, you know, got a little older. But these guys would take time out of their day to help us, you right. know, and, you know, we're down there at 120 degrees on the driving range and they'd come out there and give us a little swing tip here and there, you right. know. So I think we were fortunate um, in that aspect, you know, of why we, um I think caught onto the game as quick as we did. Right. And I'm not saying, you know, I mean, you're obviously a good golfer. Um, I'm more like a hack, but uh, I think without those guys help, you know, we would have been light years behind if we had lived somewhere else. Of course. Cause
0: yeah. we weren't at the disposal where you can't spend a thousand dollars a week on lessons. Like some, right. some kids did, right, you know, right. so that, you know, call it a disadvantage, call it an advantage, but growing up in a small town atmosphere, you know those pros growing up, they cared about junior golf. Whereas if you're in a bigger city, you know you're just another you're just another dime a dozen, right? You're yeah. you're just another kid out there. They see so, and they take pride. JC took pride in helping us because, you know, that's all he had was River's Edge, you know, right. and that's all we had was the golf course. And he saw how dedicated we were. Whereas I'm not trying to be mean or disrespectful, but kids nowadays they don't have the dedication to go in the off season and practice year round that that's what it takes to improve in this game and that's how I teach I basically tell them I'll give you the tools and drills and whatever it might be to improve but at the end of the day you have to put in the work to improve oh absolutely you know you get out of it what do you put into it there's a famous saying right and that couldn't be more true in golf you know and I get a lot of repeat business with lessons because golfers are stubborn and especially if you have a bad habit that you've been had for say 10 years right and it' say i change your golf grip and it feels uncomfortable most people don't like to feel uncomfortable so what do they do after the lesson they go right back to what they were doing right and they see no change and they say hey you know i haven't improved i'm like well you have to stick with it because you're going to get worse per se before you get better because it's going to take time for that muscle memory to kick in right and a lot of times that impatience kicks in and they say hey this ain't working um of course it's not gonna work in, a, in two days right, you know? right so um that's just kind of you know the average golfer is like that and i'm not saying all of them are but majority of them are um, yeah. especially the males to be honest, the females are so much easier to teach because they're listening to what you're telling them And they don't have that ego like males do, right? So they say, "Okay, I can do it my way." And I'm like, "Well, why did you come to me and want to give the lesson if you don't think you're not listening to what I'm telling you, right?" So, and I'm a very simple teacher, meaning I teach to simplify the golf swing to basically the five fundamentals, which I preach, which is grip, stance, posture, alignment, and ball position. So if you get really good at those five fundamentals, your golf game is going to improve. With oh, than yeah. ever, right yeah. so they're like the building blocks of golf they're the foundation of golf especially that the posture and the grip is so important in my mind i always start with the grip and the posture because most golfers don't have good posture and a lot of their swing flaws come from before they even swing a golf club mm-hmm. whether it's their alignment or whatever it might be right so yeah that's yeah, that's absolutely. where i come from right because yeah. I can get down, you know, if it's a scratch player and he wants to get rid down to like shallowing out his golf swing or getting really technical, I'm all for that. Right. I love doing that too, but I love the average golfer will have no clue what you're talking about and you're, they're just going to be chasing their tail around because it's just, it, it's hard for them to comprehend what you're talking about. Right. But, but if they want to take the time and to do like a 10 lesson package, of course we we can break down lesson by lesson, you know, just do short short irons for a lesson and do... Um, just do drills for a lesson and then you can really break it down to where you're going from topic to topic to topic whereas if you're only taking one lesson I have to cram so much information in that 45 minutes that I can't really get down to those specifics right well so, so
1: I mean that's I know you touched uh, base with it on your you know um, your podcast that you do but uh, I mean that's uh, if we give any new, new listeners right now but let's let's uh-huh. see let's your background like what brought you to the game of golf? Like, what what makes you tick in the golfing world? To right.
0: Speak? <laughs> um. So I started golfing around the time you did. I was right. seventh grade, going into eighth grade. And and that's about like.
1: I, that's about like really. Our friendship was basically forged by the yeah, game of golf. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. You know.
0: For sure. And it was just a spur of the moment thing during a summer summer hot summer day. My two brothers and my cousin Thomas were bored out of our minds and said, "I think my brother cousin Tom brought it up. He's like, let's just let's go golfing.'" Yeah. I was like, "What the heck? Why do you want to go golfing for?" Right? right? I had right. no idea what to do. I didn't even know nothing about golf, Not and this mission, is it's like 120 outside. This is probably. like 19.99 going to 2,000 yeah. around there, and yeah, it was hot. And I think I remember <laughs> I shot 85. We took, we kept score. I shot 85 for nine holes. Crazy. And all you golfers know that is very bad. Obviously, uh, for a first time, you can't expect to go out and do well. Right. But I believe it was just one tee shot. I think I hit it like 150 yards when at the time I was maybe 85 pounds soaking wet, right? So I just pounded a guy 150. I'm like, all right, I might be able to do this, right? right? So it it literally just clicked to like, let's give this a shot, you know? And I was obviously not good at any of the sports because of my size. Football's out of question. I got broken in half. And baseball was not really an interest. I grew into baseball later in my life, but baseball wasn't really an interest of mine. And I never really grew up playing baseball like my brothers did so golf just came organically and it came natural to me you know the golf swing really did come natural especially when i got clubs that were my size because i swung clubs that were way too heavy for me at the time right and you can develop so many bad habits that way right and the junior the junior clubs have come a long way since then but um that's where my initial love of golf came and then as obviously the better you get the more you enjoy it right and i improved pretty quickly. Um, very quickly for time speaking and that's literally in a nutshell how it started and then obviously our friendship bonded and we were on the golf course all the time all day after school and then it just blossomed from there to where high school came around and you have to start thinking what do i want to do with my life Right, Right? right and then you're like okay let's go to college i played a little bit of college golf and i'm like okay let's try to play golf for a living my parents wanted me to try and as for those who you, who don't know, trying to play golf for a living is probably right up there with the hardest sports to make it in because of the how much competition there is. Oh, yeah. um, I can imagine. People don't realize they watch golfers on TV and they say, oh, they're pretty good, but they don't realize how actually good they how right. good they actually are right. until you go see them live. Just their mechanisms around the golf course, how they hit the ball, how their yeah. short games are, their putting is out of this world. And then... Remember it that one, when we
1: went, when we, we our, when was that? Our junior year we went to Tory? 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Junior year we went and and that was probably the most eye opening experience for me is because you yeah. know we we're needles good you right know, and <laughs> yeah. and we went to Torrey Pines in La Jolla and uh, San Diego. Um, and we watched those guys and, you know, seeing Tiger Woods. And, I think John and, Daly won that tournament. Yeah, he did. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Daly won that one. And then uh, who knows what he spent that <laughs> money on. Um, but, I mean, that right there really opened up my eyes because, you know, we can get out there. We can mash a golf ball on a driving range. And, you right. know, mm. and we, we watch these guys on TV and like, oh, man, we can hang with these guys. And then you go see them in the flesh and man, it was just eye-opening. Like, I mean, to see Tiger Woods just, you know, hit a three-wood, right. you know, as far as he does and just, you know, work the ball and, and all that stuff and, and the rough right. that they're playing out of. And it's really, it's really eye-opening to how good those guys are, right. you know. So, and I, I was with you when you, I mean, I went and watched you and some of those events you try to qualify for and and –
0: Knocking out the doors, knocking at the door a couple right. times. But. Yeah,
1: that goddamn Bob May. You
0: know? <laughs> we don't like talking about that. Yeah, but. Bob May. <laughs> yeah. But just like you saying that, like seeing them hit the ball and like, so there's a difference. I always preach to people. There's a difference between playing, playing golf swing and playing golf. Mm-hmm. So you can have the best golf swing in the world, but if you can't work your way around the golf course, you're not going to do well, you know, at the end right. of the day. Right. so. The way that the PGA Tour players worked their way around the golf course, you know, especially with the mental game and knowing where to hit it, we're knowing where not to hit it, I mean, you're talking a few yards here and there, you know, and it's it oh, makes yeah. all different. You're talking a, sh- a couple strokes for four rounds, makes the difference between you winning and you not winning. You know, right. that's how that's how minimal your margin of error is. You know, and you know, I tried. I think an eight of eight mini tour events on the Golden State, and um, it just got to a point where. I kinda wanted to keep going but at the same time I was spending my parents money and it was a lot of money and you're talking five hundred dollars a week entry fees in your room, your food, your gas. It's very expensive Deers. and you gotta get basically top five just to break even. Yeah. You know, so Yeah. It's very hard to make it. Um, if I'd do it all over again I would have tried again. I, I, I do miss the competitive side of golf because there's not a lot of people that can say, hey, I tried. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so, um, but, at the end of the day, I was a realist and I had to say, hey, okay, this might not be for me, so let's go the business side of golf. Right. So, they made my brother and Jason Parnell, one of our good friends, uh, decided to go to Professional Golfers Career College, which is in Temecula, California, and it was basically a business, it was a school specifically for the golf side of business. So, you got your let's just say in golf management and then you can either go to a four-year university or go to get a job Mm -hmm. you know and then i applied for jobs around here and that's when i started at el rio in 2008 so and you worked at el rio for how long 13 years good run yeah so and i came to river's edge this past october uh our home course yeah it was definitely a a sentimental side to it to where you know yeah it's river's is in your heart because you grew up and you learned how to play golf there and you want right. to see it do well, you know, and it just... I'm not trying, I'm not naming any names. It is what it is, but it was in a decline for so long. Right.
1: You know, it, it was a time for a change for the Absolutely.
0: golf course, and it was a time for a change for myself, right, too. Right, right, and, know, so. and that,
1: those uh, kind of lined up... The Stars yeah. kind of lined up yeah. any better for that. I mean, just seeing, you know, the drastic improvements, you know, that you've made. I mean, hell, you mean you've only been there for a year? Yeah. If, if that? Not even a year. Yeah, and there's, you know, getting, you know, the Twilight League back... Yeah. Which was a, which was an awesome time. Yeah. You know, uh,
0: it's needed a change. Yeah. it just needed And then a, the youth,
1: I mean the youth program you put on, you know, this year, you know, yeah. was, was pretty successful for, you know, the first year that you put in, you know, for first year right. it'd be back, right. you know, it was a really good turnout. And, right. And I just hope, you know, we can get more kids, um, out there and involved because, um, you know, golf has so much to offer, you know, um, absolutely and and, and 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 one one thing i i mean we touched this on touched on this a little bit earlier but i think people have like a misconception you know that you know it's dubbed you know a rich man's game mm-hmm. and you know you gotta be wealthy to play mm-hmm. but you know that that's not always the case and, and not, not just in needles but i'm sure there's you know municipal golf courses you know around the country that if you go in there and just talk to your club pro and just you know if you're a parent, just hey, I want to get my kid involved, you know, like get him out of the house, get him out of the Xbox, PlayStation, what have you. You know, I think they'll be sympathetic to that. Right. Um, and it's just, it's just a great game, you know. I mean, because I, I look at my brothers now. I mean, they play baseball. They got their education paid for through baseball. And you know, I played golf. And now, what do they do for fun? Play golf. They play golf. You know, and all the kids I get, that made fun of us golfers yeah. growing up, we're <laughs> yeah. all addicted to the game yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny, you know, and, yeah. uh, and and my nephews, you know, they love it, and they're they're baseball players, and you know, they love going out there and and stuff. And I, I think I think kids look at it, oh, it's dorky or or right. whatever, or, you know, or their their par- their parents can't afford it, right? You know, I think, and if you are thinking about that, just have your parents go down there or go down there yeah. and, and and talk to JJ and say hey, I want to get in the game, you know, right? And, and it's it's a great it's a great deal and um, some of the great friendships I have now is because of golf mm-hmm. And I mean shoot man I mean, we were going down there yeah. playing with you know all those old guys you know
0: so, so it's one of the few sports where you can play after high school you, right, um, right you know there's not many baseball leagues you can go to just play recreationally you know um, golf a is a sport where <laughs> <laughs> golf is a sport where you can play till the day you die you can play it till you're 105 years old you can play it um, if you can walk and you can swing a golf club, obviously we all have limitations, I get it. But, um, you know, we're in our mid-30s now and we're still, you know, right. we're still playing the game we love. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't say that for basketball or baseball or football, you know. It's yeah. the one sport where you can play it years after your quote-unquote
1: prime, you know. So that's and, the and beauty that's, of it. And that, yeah, that's the thing about it too is like, you know, what's great about needles is... You know, it's it's a very accessible golf course and Rivers Mm -hmm. Edge, and uh, I mean, you can go play nine holes. I mean, before you want to go to work in the morning, or you know, nine like or play quick eighteen. You know, while your kids are in school, or you know, nine holes with your kids after school before you have to go home and do homework, or you know, dinner time and whatnot. You know, that's that's the beauty about the Rivers Edge golf course in Needles. I would say because it's so accessible, it's user friendly. You know the golf course isn't going to go out there and beat you up. You know it's right. not like you're playing Augusta National right or anything like that. And that's a uh, that's a great thing that Needles has to offer. And the fact yeah. that it has it's the only golf course on the Colorado River. You yeah, know, that which is a yeah. At the end of the awesome
0: day, we are a municipal golf course, so we right. are always going to be "quote unquote" the working man's golf course, where um, the recreational golfer can come out and not feel like he's being rushed or wear a collared shirt or right. any of that stuff. You can go out, you know, in a t-shirt and have fun and. Um, spray it three fairways over and you know you're still in play you know it's the i market my golf course that way to where like we're we're the playable golf course you know we're the the cheapest golf course in the area and you got to market to your you play that to your advantage oh absolutely yeah for sure and you know people have gone away from River's edge a lot of golfers we knew growing up because probably mainly because of course conditions right um but I think a lot of it has to do with the atmosphere too, you know? Yeah. Um, you have to have a golf course where you feel welcomed and you have to have that customer service to where, you know, they don't feel, they don't feel welcomed, you right, know? Right. You know, so that's what I'm trying to bring it back. And I have a great staff with Brandy. Shout out to Brandy. She does an amazing job. She's probably the best customer service um, coworker I've ever had. Yeah. Probably leaps and bounds farther than anyone else. And including myself, because she's so spontaneous. She reaches out to people she says hi to people. Say they had a shitty day on the golf course. They shot their worst round in a year, and she'll make them smile in thirty right, seconds. Yeah. You know,
1: she has a very affectionate personality. Right,
0: and that's where you get that repeat business because they felt welcomed. You know, they felt like you reached out to them and, you know, say. When I, they come in and say, hey, you know, say a guy got a lesson from you. Hey, John, how's that grip feeling? You know, just those little things that, yeah, yeah. that you know, most people neglect, you know. So. Yeah,
1: I yeah, don't even care to ask or, or what yeah. have you. Let's so, talk about when we talked about, you know, getting to the game. Um, it sparked up some memories. <laughs> Your golf bag that you started with. JJ, Shout out to Gordon Jim. <laughs> JJ, uh, I don't know if he was, you know, like trying to get a sponsorship right out the gate but he I don't know where they, this golf bag came from but it was a Gordon Jens Gordon's Gin Jen golf bag.
0: Oh my god. Didn't goodness. have a
1: shoulder strap on it, just had the hand, you know, the handle on it and he would carry this thing <laughs> one, arm. one arm just down the fairway and I mean, I thought I was pretty badass with my Spalding golf bag, and uh, I actually had a strap on it, you know, and I just look over and JJ is just carrying this thing, you know, and he was only about 85 pounds back then, <laughs> but I was just like, man, this this guy's forearms must be shot, you know, and... You know, the, 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 I mean, shot the billy he, d finally is, got me in my mustang bag yeah <laughs> i mean he's still going out there and kicking my ass <laughs> though but you know whatever but That's the classic. first the first set of golf clubs you had though like can you remember
0: they were knockoffs for callaway
1: those trident yeah. ones
0: they were uh big bertha knockoffs yeah 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 i don't remember where i got them from but i think they were given to me by another golfer i think right yeah because my mom couldn't afford it. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, um, Especially
1: when you just start now. I mean, how serious yeah, are you going to go sure. out there? Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: And, and then I got... I went from those to actual Big Bertha's, which at it was the X-14. time were... It was like X-14s? They were the shit at the time. It was X-14s? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And then I got that 975B driver. Shout out to that. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I think it's
1: like a 3-wood now. Oh, yeah. And that's what's crazy. I mean, like... And we we came out of you health. know in the early, you know, two thousands and just the technology that we've seen since mm. we played, yeah. you know, is the golf is ball just, especially. Oh yeah. yeah. Crazy. Because yeah, I had those spalding I had those spalding that are like Taylor made look like graphite shaft, which if anybody listening has seen my backswing. <laughs> yeah, the, the fastest things,
0: backswing in the history of golf. In the <laughs> history of golf, right here.
1: But um yeah, those clubs. Remember, I broke like three clubs and in like that one two round. holes. Yeah, <laughs> I think four and five. I broke two clubs, but then I got I, I broke down. and Got the Tommy Armors. Yeah, those were a good club.
0: So it was pretty revolutionary. Where at the time we started out when the Pro V just came out. Right, right. And that changed the game. Yeah, to this day. It was, it was day, a lot of to this day. Right. It was a professional. Professional, yeah, yeah. Professional, yeah. yeah. And then the Pro V one came out and literally changed the game overnight. Right. They still are to this day the most popular golf ball in golf. Yeah. Um obviously other companies and other manufacturers have not closed the gap, yeah, you know, yeah. but the Pro V1 is still the golf ball in golf. Right. And that that literally it literally changed the game and it made PGA tour players better, it made the average golfer better. Oh yeah. Um but even that version of I want to see the original Pro V1 to the the version Oh now, yeah, that be how, neat. how how different it is, you know. Yeah. Probably
1: going to get, a, get a, some snorkeling there and jump to number <laughs> one and go down there, you know. Right. Some of the ones that we deposited in there when we thought we were tough shit and try to clear the lake on number one, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's it's crazy to think about how much River's Edge has changed from back then. Oh, yeah. Uh The, the par changed from a 70 to a 71. Yeah, number three. The, uh, all the trees have gotten cut down. Yeah. Um, number eight was a long par four. Now it's a short par four. Yep. Number three, three was a, was part, a long par, par four. four. Yeah. Yeah, now it's
1: a short par five. Yeah. yeah. And
0: now that they got all that DG now, because of the they cut out about forty percent of the turf. Right. Um, just to cut back on that was San uh, yeah, California. Yeah. Yeah. The city got a grant to. The state paid for it, and they just basically cut out a lot of turf. So my plan is hopefully within three years to get that pour, get that course re-irrigated. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, with inflation rates right now, it's gonna cost three to f- three point five to four million dollars. Whereas if this, if this was done ten years ago, you're talking one point five. Yeah, I remember. I remember you know? that. And I remember JC
1: yeah. kicking that number around. Yeah,
0: that's how bad. Like the the cost, mainly the cost of stuff, the cost right. of the piping, all that stuff's gone through the roof. So. There's still a lot of grant money out there. The state wants to regulate water usage. That's their big thing right now. Because I think within 15 years, water is going to be a silver war. You know, yeah, look and, at Lake Mead. You know, yeah. and the only way we can regulate our water usage through the golf course and through any of the parks is to have an automated system. You know, yeah. Because we're dumping water through a quick coupler system, which basically is hand watering. So you have heads running for 45 minutes to an hour, where in real life they should be running 15 to 20. Right. You know. Yeah. so... How much water You're going to save on that I, I don't know But it's going to be a lot You know yeah,
1: So I mean, it's, well, I mean that in turn Will you know I mean, It's a big upfront cost But it'll in turn Probably help out the city Oh for sure too you Yeah know?
0: absolutely So that's that, That's a few years way, I want to get grass Back on our driving range So it doesn't like 10 cup out there Right So There's a lot of things I want done It's just It's going to take Grant money You know Because The city can't fork out 5 million bucks You know I mean, Yeah Yeah but it's going to be
1: done yeah my word it's just a matter of time yeah so. um yeah so then we played and then we uh you know just by going by go- going down on the golf course every day you know banging balls and jc was probably tired of looking at us but uh <laughs> and then he offered us that cart boy job yeah you know so a, jj and i first we, paying job yeah, yeah first paying job was at the <laughs> golf course you know cleaning carts you know we, we uh, had a golf cart
0: <laughs> that we called the Bomber. This thing had it been from 1962, <laughs> <laughs> the loudest golf cart you've ever heard in your life. You can hear it probably freaking in oh, Bullhead. Oh gosh, <laughs> it would backfire about every 30 seconds. <laughs>
1: Remember that thing? Yes. Oh my goodness gracious! That was good times, man. Good <laughs> yeah. times, you know. But it was awesome for Jay or JC to do that because you know yeah, he was just sure. really, I mean, looking out for us and you know, um, getting us. You know down there at the golf course and right you know and uh i mean we respected the course you know like we, yeah. you know we, we, we cleaned it up we picked up trash and you know we still have you know respect for that it really
0: brought, up, brought us out of our shells in a way to where you know you're talking to people and right. especially those volunteers down there that you know you normally probably wouldn't say a word to them but right. now that they see you working there and they'll reach out they'll go out of your way to say hi you know and oh absolutely um, it for sure you know you're a Fifteen-year-old kid, sixteen-year-old kid. You know, you don't know any better. You're not gonna say any anything to yeah. anyone. You know, so that was the, one of the better, the beneficial aspects of it. And that's kind of I've been literally running a golf course ever since then. Right. You know? So yeah. that was almost twenty years ago. Yeah. It's pretty cool. God, we're getting old. I know, right? All oh, that gray hair I have.
1: Gosh. At least you have hair. So we gotta
0: talk about it. It's the big, popular topic in golf. I know you guys want to hear, I already know Jared's side of it, but I just want to hear his explanation of it and why he thinks the way he does. It's Live Golf. So those of you who don't know, a quick background on Live Golf. They are a new, a new um, golf, call it club, golf uh, league, say, that's a rival in the PGA Tour right now. It's Saudi Arabia based, so that's where the big cons Controversies coming from because everyone knows Saudi Arabia's background on basically their civil rights. Um, so they've gotten a lot of big names, quote unquote, a lot of names that you can say are out of their prime, but they are big names uh, like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia. A lot of these golfers are sh- jumping ship whether they want to win or not. It's all about the money. They're getting paid a lot of money to go play for this tournament and the PGA Tour probably wasn't expecting it. So they freaked out and they basically suspended these golfers indefinitely from their PGA TOUR membership. So as long as they're playing live golf, they're not allowed to play on any PGA TOUR event. PGA TOUR event meaning PGA TOUR-backed golf tournament. So all the four majors are not run by the PGA TOUR. They are on their own separate golf tournaments, so technically right now they can still play in the majors. Um, but any event that's run by the B J Tour, they are suspended from, and they are currently going to courts. These golfers just filed a lawsuit the other day to basically get their membership back. So,
1: Because not all of them resigned. Right. But Kepka he kept his membership. Yeah, yeah. But
0: he's still suspended. Right. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, whether it's a week from now or t- two years from now, they're going to have to find a happy medium to where they basically say, hey... We're going to coexist, or the PGA Tour is going to try to run them them to the ground. Right. So, I know you're PGA Tour-backed, and I'm kind of both ways on it. I get me, if I was in their position, it's hard to say, would you turn down this kind of money? I don't know. I'm not in that position. But the big thing with PGA Tour-backed people is legacy and um, playing for something. You know, Tiger did have a good point. He said... You know, if you don't have a cut and you're getting paid X amount of money, whether you finish first or 40th, where's right. your where's your determination going to yeah, come we, from? Where's your inspiration going to come right. from, your drive? So I just want to get your thoughts on it and why you think the way you do and what do you think the end game is going to be?
1: Um, well, at first, I didn't – at first, I didn't understand. Um, you know, these players were, were just coming out saying, you know, I wanna, I wanna, we're growing the game of golf, you know, and – just come out and say that you're doing it for the money. I mean, everybody knows you're doing it for the money. You're not trying to grow the game of golf. Right. Like, that's, like that's a cop out to me. Right. Um, so that, that is my, my big problem. I would have a lot more respect for these players, and I am the second biggest Phil Mickelson fan, probably next to Parnell. Right. Um I mean, I call him Uncle Phil. And, uh, but just, just come out and say you're doing it for the money. And I would have a lot more respect for these guys. Um, two is Kind of what you just touched on as a legacy Is There's 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 something about I mean and Maybe it's just because of a competitive deal as I'm, I'm a very competitive person But You know Tiger Woods set out And he won You know He won the Masters mm-hmm. And then from there on He went on his run right. I mean He's playing right now You know Not for the money He's playing right now To go out and break Jack's record Did you see
0: how much stake Right. The seven court, seven, eight hundred million. Seven hundred, eight hundred million. Yeah.
1: yeah. Crazy. That just goes to show you how much loot he's got. <laughs> yeah. Even after a divorce. And um but like, you know, he he's out there right now competing for, you know, his legacy. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know, Rory Macro the same. Rory Macro has came out and said that he doesn't care about the money, you know, he's doing it for, you know, basically stats. Right. You know. And that's why I'm that's why I'm against, and maybe that's just selfish of me to think that way. That you know, everybody should just do it for you know, for the legacy of the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. and you know, and look what the look what the PGA Tours become. You know, solely because of you know Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer. You know, and now Tiger Woods. I mean, these True. guys are the faces face of golf, yeah. and then you get you know some Saudi-backed league, and ran by Greg Norman. Um, and you know, I'm, I do like Greg Norman too. He's a hell of, hell of a player. Um, it just I just it's just dirty. It's right. just dirty, the whole money, and I'm I'm just not all about it. And so you have those young players that are in their
0: primes, uh, that's what I'm like Roy, too. but then you have your Phil Mickelsons. You have yeah. your Pat, Pat Perez, who's in You're his 40s journeyman. and 50s. Yeah, he's a journeyman. He's maybe made 20 million his whole career, and they offer him 50 million to come over. Right, you know? he's probably not gonna win a major if he stayed on the PJ tour. The odds aren't probably with him, right? Right. So, why wouldn't he want to go yeah. get money? You know. So there's a, there's a, a yin and a yang to where I I get it, I don't get it, but I get it. You yeah. know. So Phil Mickelson's 50 years old, 51 years old, whatever he is, and yeah, he won a major last year, or last year, yeah. yeah, last year. But that was not likely and probably won't happen again. Right. And say they offer, they probably I think they offered him 200 million. You know, yeah. yeah that's stupid. a lot of money to turn down. Being fifty, yeah, right. probably, you know, on your way out of. The but DJ does he need tour. the money though? I don't know. That's the that's a rumor. Is he and in we some all know, deep Phil, shit. Likes to, Phil likes to <laughs> <Yeah>. gamble. <laughs> he might add some left. Someone say hey, you go going to got break your kneecaps or something. I don't know. Right. I
1: just <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it it actually is kind of cool though because it this live I think has, is going to make. The live tour is going to make the PGA Tour stronger. Their purses already and went up twenty percent, right? Yeah. And which I'm sure these guys in PGA Tour are like, "Awesome, thanks." You know, <laughs> but the sponsor money. But I, I like the. I mean, the rivalry. It's, it's already. You know, I mean, it's already taken over. I mean, right. I heard that Kevin Na went up to Jordan Spieth on the range, and Jordan Spieth didn't even acknowledge him. Right. You know, and so I like the the rivalry. Rivalry. You know the combativeness that it's it's bringing. Um, What if they did like a Ryder Cup type event? That's what I think would be. I think that would be legit. (laughs) You know, just Live Tour versus PGA. And that's another thing about the Live Tour is I think it's new and it's interesting, so they're gonna have followers. But like. Dude, you're poor, dude, Greg Norman's pouring beer in, you know, fans' mouths. Was he like, really? Yeah, <laughs> dude, and, like, and spraying the players with champagne. I mean, I mean, that's cool to see, but, like, yeah. at a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup or, or whatever. Right. I mean, dude, it's... Little it looks cat like mouse. Yeah, it looks cat like, mouse. It looks like Spring Breakdown in a sandbar, you know, <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, I don't know. You see but, that private plane there riding in? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. They're they're are throwing that money around, man. Their amenities. I mean, it looks like yeah. a fucking rock concert. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. all their events look like a rock concert, right? I mean, right. could you imagine this coming out with Daly in his prime? I mean, Daily <laughs> would be, be alive. Daly no. would be the face of that tour, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's Doing all just kinds of crazy stuff.
0: Again, there's there's a middle ground to
1: where if someone is against it or with it, I get it. I really do. What do you what do you think about majors? You, th- you mean? If if you had a choice right now, if you're Jay Monahan, mm-hmm. um you let them play in the majors.
0: I don't think he has a choice. That's not his events.
1: The Masters is his own. Okay, party. okay. Well, yeah. say, do you think they have the right to play in the yeah, majors? Yeah, I do. If they're off of what off of what grounds? I mean, just the past major champions that are playing for live. I think they should
0: eventually gain world rankings. Um, right now, if you're playing in a live golf tournament, you don't have world rankings even if you win a golf tournament, like Hendrick Sensen won. Um, which Henrik Sensen pretty gangster move. He was a Ryder Cup captain right. and decided to jump ship. And the European team just said, nope. And yeah, they the cut bull, him. Yeah. And they added Luke Donald as a team captain. But Which is awesome to see because Luke's, Luke's always been a good dude. Yeah, but Henrik Stinson, I mean, the level of competition is not level right now. Right. We all know that. Yeah. Liv is a lot far be- behind. I mean, Henrik Stenson had like 10 top 10s in the last two years, or the last five years. Well, I they. think, like... And he yeah. won the first tournament. So the level of competition, I get it, is not the same as the PGA Tour. But I think if they work together, it could be, you know? And right. And why not split that revenue, you know? Um, but the PGA Tour is selfish. But they, it'd be, if,
1: if they if they are going to acquire an official world golf ranking, I mean, they got to play 72 holes. I mean, because how many golf... I mean... And have a cut and, and, yeah. and do that because I mean, how many? You know, nobody, nobody's gonna run away with a W after just playing fifty-four holes in the PGA Tour, right? You know, like you know, I mean, Justin, Justin Thomas just came back at that that PGA Championship, the, yeah, I'm yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah. the last nine holes of the tournament, right, right? You know, and that that's my that's my that's my biggest beef with it is, you know, like. I would. I wouldn't. I don't think I would mind the live tour if they made if they had the same playing regimen as the PGA tour. Mm. If it was seventy two holes, it might
0: be in a two years. Time yeah, if it, two if it was seventy
1: two holes, I mean the. Uh, I mean this. I think the shotgun start like. Come yeah. on, dude! Isn't isn't, isn't isn't it the Flip Mendoz scramble? Like, come on! Like, start on number one. Shout like, out the Frank Mendez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, have your designated tee times, um, and what have you. But, uh, yeah, just some changes. And the team. I like the team aspect of it. Yeah, the, the cool. team aspect is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it is It is cool. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, like,
0: extra bonus money. So there, there's four-man teams, and you combine all the scores, and the lowest team gets added bonus money. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
1: it be great for me to just show up and not have to do anything. Right the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, go get them, guys. You know? Yeah. I'll be here if you need me. Yeah.
0: I think it's it's new. It's different. It's there's a lot of factors are probably going to change in a year because they're going with the flow. I think right now and saying hey, how we how are we going to rework this to where um, it's more legit, you know, and it's it's more competitive and they're playing for something. They're not just guaranteed money, you know. Yeah, because that's going to make players not want to practice, you know. Right. And it's not their fault, you know. They got offered the money and they took it, you know. So. I think it was guaranteed money, too, so that's probably going to change. Because I think these golfers that took this $100 million, like DJ or Phil Milkinson took $200 million, whatever it is, that money is going to not be there in a year's time to where right. if they want to... If Justin Thomas wants to come over, he's probably not going to get that kind of offer, yeah. you know.
1: So that's probably why he's not going to leave, you know. I mean, what do you think about, like, the Masters? I mean, because that is, I mean... Well, of your four majors What's your favorite? Masters Yeah? Yeah, yeah. By far yeah. Just the Tradition um, Yeah the tradition of it You know uh, You know Bobby Jones um, Just because I like how He was an amateur Never took a dime From the sport um, And You know He's one of the best golfers Ever Right You yeah. know um, and, I mean just his whole story I mean getting an education You know playing So how would game. you rank him From favorite To least Favorite Majors, yeah. Um, I would say Masters, U.S. Open, British, British PGA, PGA yeah. yeah. That's that's my. I yeah. I, I like the and it, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a toss up with the U.S. Open and the Masters just because the U.S. Open I mean I mean it's open, um, <laughs> a little tin cup reference, but uh, I mean it's just a testament of golf. I mean it's, it's the hardest it's, test. It's, it's, golf. I mean yeah. it's just. Yeah. That that's what makes golf great is how hard it is right and to see those players I mean you're watching struggle them, yeah. you're watching them play the U.S. Open yeah. and you're like yeah how's it feel you know like yeah you know you can't get a club on that rough you know? so uh,
0: I think it was Adam Scott uh, this is a couple of years ago they were at Wingfoot which is probably the hardest God, golf course dude. that they play and he asked uh, a commentator asked Adam Scott what would a 10 handicap shoot on this golfers he said they wouldn't break 100, you know. So that's how hard these golf course Did setups are. And that's why I love about the U.S. Open is the test, you know. It's not just physical. It's so mental. Um, you're going to have bogeys. You're going to have the old bogeys. And you just got to weather that storm to an average golf tournament, the courses are a lot easier and you're shooting a lot lower scores. So I like when you're even par wins or plus two wins because – that's a true test of golf you know you're you're mentally fighting you know you're fighting a golf course you're you're obviously playing against other players but that mental test of that four rounds of just a struggle and grinding out par rounds you know that's it's impressive you know so yeah but the masters you know depends on how they set it up some years they set it up really difficult some years you know minus 20s one some years even pars one i think you know Mm -hmm. so
1: when Zach Johnson won it. It wasn't real low, yeah, because of the yeah. weather. Weather, you know. there's a lot of factors. Yeah.
0: For sure. um, What's a, is that the one golf course you want to play?
1: Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> um or
0: I mean, I mean Andrews, if I if, or... I if I could
1: sell one of my kids. Uh, no, if you had to say, you can play any golf course in the world. Um, in the world, wow. Yeah, I would have to say Augusta. Yeah, Augusta. Yeah. Just because there's probably more people that have walked on the moon than have played Augusta National. <laughs> I mean I mean you can get down to it really. Yeah. I mean like Yeah. Um, it's
0: the most exclusive club in the world to where they don't give a shit whether you're worth the I they mean it turned Bill Gates down. Right. You know? Yeah. They don't care about how much money you have, what you're worth. It's all about if you know someone, if they like you and they they only invite and they only invite their memberships to who they want, you right. know. Yeah. So
1: I mean uh I mean just recently I mean they just allowed you know women and you know color people on the right on the course yeah. you know I mean that, that that's cra- that, that's crazy that
0: was probably forced yeah, yeah. for sure. right I, I
1: mean and, and that's that's crazy that you can have something they're still exclusive.
0: there's still some clubs that were part of the British Open rotation that got axed because they don't allow women
1: right and it's that's crazy. Cra- and that's crazy. I mean, I'm, and I, I hope and I, I am. It is glad, or I am glad to see Augusta, you know, going that route because you know I have I have two daughters and I I, mm. I can only hope and pray that they get in the same game, uh, have the same love of the game of golf as I do, because right. it get me out of the house a lot more. Um, <laughs> but and on the course, but uh, you know, it should be accessible to, for everybody. Right. You know, um, but yeah, Augusta. And and I don't know maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just sentimental to the game, but Augusta and St Andrews, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, just because I mean, Bob, I mean, Augusta was built because it was Bobby Jones's testament to the old course, mm-hmm. you know, St Andrews yeah. that's why he built it, yeah. you know. Um, so those would probably be my two two top courses, and you know, of course Pebble Beach, which got oh. stripped out oh. of our <laughs> hands thanks to COVID, COVID, and Gavin Newsom. Uh, appreciate it. Um, so we we we
0: were, we were planning this golf trip with a dozen of our good golf buddies and how
1: long have you and I have been talking about playing Pella Beach? Since we're high, kids, yeah, high know. school. Right. We
0: finally decided to do it. We finally picked a date to where it worked out with everyone's work schedules and we plan we booked it a year in advance. We booked our tea times, we booked everything and this is we were planning on playing it late March twenty twenty. Mm-hmm and everyone knows what happened in March 2020 where they shut down the world and golf courses were still open at the time but Pebble Beach being in California they shut down golf courses too which is one of the few states to do it so this is a, literally a week before our scheduled tee time and they basically just gave us some money back which was a tough pill to swallow you know they gave us our money back yeah that was cool but it, it sucked. Not you know? as cool
1: as teeing it up would have been.
0: Yeah, for sure. But we will do it one day. You have my word. Yeah. You know. God, that sucked. Yeah. But. So what do you think the, uh. Who do you think is going to. Uh, who Who's your favorite player besides Phil? <sighs> or who, who whose game do you respect the most, I should say. Um, that being asked, because I know, I know your take on Tiger Woods, because I want to bring him up because of how influential he was to the game of golf. Right. I get If you don't like him personally, I get it. You know, he's done some things that he probably regrets, but just him as a golfer, what he did for the game of golf, you know, Uh, all these golfers nowadays. He revolutionized the game of golf. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, And
0: him being a color that was just icing on the cake, you know, he, uh. He brought a lot of minorities to the game of golf he popularized golf before tiger came along it was the you know rich white man's game you know for sure um but he kind of you know put it into that stereotype and he made golf fun for young golfers especially he made golf cool yeah and you know we grew up in a time where he when we started golf tiger was at his prime Mm-hmm. and we got to see a lot of these kids don't realize how good Tiger Woods actually was because they didn't get to see him play. Right. You know, they see him play nowadays and he's yeah, he's struggling, he's gone through a lot of surgeries, yeah. he's you know, he was died last year from his car wreck right. and they well, don't realize how good he actually was. Even
1: like what he said, you know, he's he's uh done interviews and you know, his kids don't even know how good right he was, yeah. you know, and he said I'm just a YouTube dad, right. you know, until he won the <laughs> Masters, until he won the Masters in 2019. I mean, yeah. I mean, his kids got a front front row seat of, you know, how great their dad was. That was I the mean, best.
0: That was the best, um, the best moment in golf history, I think. Yeah. Was Tiger was one in 2019? Right. That Just was what awesome. He, what, what, yeah. he, what he went through, um, how hard he worked to get back to the elite level, right. and no one gave him the, the shot. To I mean, him, don't you know? think
1: though? Like when he won at East Lake, I mean, like. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit!" Right, you know, right. like homies, homies found a stride. Right, you know. Right. and yeah, that was. I remember. I remember. I was. I was supposed to go to work, and I laid off. Really, I, I, yeah. I, I called off, yeah. and it was a weekend day. And um, don't get too many of those, <laughs> but uh, and I, I just, I just had to watch it, you know, and and it's, and as much as I had my differences with Tiger, um, but it was. I couldn't believe how emotional I was over that win. Because right, I mean right. I think just I think just people in in general, I mean, we like it when people it's just a good Hollywood story. Right. You know, like we like the it comeback when story, yeah, right. the comeback yeah. story, you know, like when people go through you know, when you see athletes and um you know, people of fame go through, you know, the average shit that right. we all do. Right. I mean, he had his up and downs with injuries and, you know, I th- I heard one guy call his injuries you know it looked like an autopsy you know all the injuries he's been through and uh just to see what he did man it was because
0: he didn't have to do it obviously he was set oh yeah he's not playing for money nowadays he probably hasn't played for money in 20 years you know right uh he plays because he loves a game and he plays because he wants to chase records um if he Mm would have stayed healthy he probably would have been in his 20s right now in majors you know and you know whether you want to call him the best greatest golfer of all time, you know that's a debate. To where you're talking LeBron James and Michael Jordan, um, right? Yeah. You know Jordan has the titles, but LeBron has the stats. You know, and Tiger has all the stats in the world, yeah. But he doesn't have Jackson' major record, so
1: yeah, and that's a, and that's a good argument that we're gonna have to touch on probably. Too. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, probably like I would say the first golfer I really, uh, I really clinged, clinged on onto. I would say Davis Love Yeah I dig You remember Like I I, I dig (laughs) I dig Davis Love I mean he didn't light up Any majors Right But like You know those You know that 90 99 I mean And he played golf against When golf was pretty good Yeah I mean Yeah Um But it's a toss up too I mean I said I'm talking about Davis Love But I mean Ernie Els I mean Yeah Um But yeah I would say Davis Uh Phil Um the only thing yeah.
0: Davis was lacking was a personality.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, but um, I I like that he kinda had that like you know, like, you know, cold as eyes type guy. You yeah. know, he Yeah. I, I liked his uh his polo get up. I was a big tight <laughs> I was a big tightless guy. Yeah and that was when he made the switch from Tommy Armour to Tightless. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then I mean he's done some pretty amazing things. I mean the players' championships. Right you know. Oh yeah. Um yeah, he he won what 20, what, 20 wins, huh? Yeah, he's yeah. got a lifetime membership. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and just like I I liked, basically I kind of liked anybody that was good, that would give Tiger a little a little run, know, little yeah, run, yeah. you know. And and I think you know big the Big Easy, you know Davis did. Yeah, you know.
0: What about nowadays with these young studs?
1: Who do I like? Yeah. Oh man. God, if I if I had to go, my my favorite golfer. Right now, active it'd probably be Rory. Yeah, yeah. Um. Just because uh, he's just a genuine. I would mean, you g- call
0: him the face of golf right now? <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would. Um, and then
0: Justin Thomas is probably. The yeah, face.
1: and Jordan. You know, and, yeah. and, and Jordan's another one. I mean, he's gone through a. You know, he went in 2015 when he came on. And he was winning down, I mean, yeah. everything left and a right. 21-year-old. Yeah, right, man. and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, this guy's, you know, it was it was Tiger-esque, you know, what he was doing. For what, a what, short what, period of what, time. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, yeah. He, when he was on that run, you were thinking, oh, my God, this guy's right. kind of like the same run Rory had. Right. And then he just went. Doop. That just Flat goes line.
0: to show you how good Tiger was because they had, what, maybe a two-year run two-year run tyree did it for 20 years 20 years you know yeah of elite golf that's you know his best record i think he's ever had is 152 cuts straight he made that's never going to be broken yeah never um you know there's few records in sports whether it's baseball or football you know that are never gonna be broken and that's one record i think that's never gonna be broken is 152 cuts straight right you know that is elite golf for a long period of time yeah you and his world number one record he was world number one for like 15 years and with the level of competition now in golf that's never going to be broken either right because they're going to be flip-flopping number ones you know i just
1: don't think these guys now had the you know the mental strength that tiger had yeah for sure you know and i mean tiger i mean just was it's just an animal
0: and I think today's competition is the best it's ever been. I really do. Yeah. Because of technology and this and that. What do you want to say? But, you know, back in Tigers Prime, there was maybe five, six golfers that were, you know, knocking on his door. Yeah. Whereas now you have 20, 30 guys. That right.
1: Are, I mean, yeah, any, really, I mean, when you get down to it, I mean, any golf tournament, I mean, you have your favorites. Right. But, I mean, it's a, uh, I mean, anybody can win it. Oh, I mean, really. Sure. I yeah. mean, we, we, we've we had some. I mean, who was that one That one guy that was, I mean, I mean, the PGA Championship. Mm. I mean, that guy, I mean, choked it on the 18th. Right. And, and I've never heard of that dude. Yeah. You, you maybe have, yeah. but i never even heard of that cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know? And nobody else did either, you yeah. know? But, uh. Oh, poor guy. You know, oh, that was, God. That was man. tough you to watch. That, yeah. Dude? That's what pressure does to you.
0: That's yeah. what, um. That's what golf. That's how brutal golf can be. It's just one golf swing, right. you know, that can cost you the yeah. whole golf tournament. You know.
1: Yeah, that was an six footer for a you know low round of the Flip Mendes tournament. You know, that was. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know, man. Who'd you say? Who? I mean, who's your? I mean, I know you're a Tiger boy, but
0: of all, time, I think Tiger's the greatest of all time, in golf and what he did for golf. Right. You know, Jack. He popularized the game, but then he had Arnold Palmer. All Palmer was a people's right. champ. Everyone loved Walter Palmer. Um, But
1: Tiger, I mean, Jack was kind of like, do you kind of view like when Jack came on, like, I mean, he's kind of like a dick. He know? was.
0: i heard some stories right. from two guys. Yeah, You guys. Know, I, mean,
1: I mean, but he kind of had the Tiger mindset because Tiger didn't treat his fans all that great. Right. You right. know, I mean, I've seen him in the flesh, you know, like right. just walk by kids and not give him high five. Now – He's changed. Now yeah. he's changed. Yeah. You know, he's humbled. I think I think being a dad, yeah. you know, yeah. has, has helped him out. Right. You know, um, you know Jack kind of seemed like he was like Tiger yeah. where he was just all business, dude. I um, think
0: Tiger was kind of forced to be that way because – to be that famous, right? You know that's yeah. got to be hard. You oh, know yeah. you can't go anywhere without people knowing who you are. You can't go to the grocery store. You know he's literally like one of the most famous oh, people yeah. on the planet. Oh, absolutely. Let alone the athlete. You know, yeah. so that's tough to say. You know, how would you act if you were in his position? Right. I don't know. You know, you can't say hi to everybody. Yeah, kid. and who knows? how I
1: mean, how Palmer and Nichols would have acted if right. the media was like it is now. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. Back then, they they could have been the same way. Right. But you think. What is your argument with I mean how do you judge greatness? Because mm, a lot of people judge a lot of people judge greatness like Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. I mean, the you got <laughs> I'm I'm afar forever. Um, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Right. But Tom Brady Tom Tom Brady is, you know, hands down the best quarterback of all time. Right. But Do you measure greatness off of championships? Because if you do, then you can't say... And this is the only argument I have. Then you can't say Tiger is the greatest of all time. Because Jack Jack holds the record. I'm saying
0: Tiger just as an ability. Right. You know, Jack has the records, yeah. But Tiger as a golfer, what he did... um, It just will never be done again. Right. If Jack If they flip-flop Say they flip-flop How many, tiger, how many records Do you think Tiger Would have had In the 70s and 80s You know Yeah And how how would Jack Would have done In today's age Yeah You know it, There's a lot of What ifs But I'm just talking Jack Or Tiger Is the best golfer Just as An ability standpoint Right You know The freak Yeah Yeah, yeah For sure yeah. Just his work ethic And you know I've seen his Daily regimen Back in the day It was ridiculous I Yeah mean, I mean, he brought
1: weightlifting into the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, training, all, all of that. Right. I mean, that was... I yeah, mean, it was
0: taboo back in the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: golfers were walking around smoking cigarettes, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, eating whatever. I mean, look at the walrus, you know, <laughs> yeah. guys like that daily, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it wasn't a, a, I mean, you didn't have to be a physical specimen, right? you know, to be on tour back right, in the day. Right, right, right. You know, and I mean, look what Tiger did. I mean, he was bench pressing 300 pounds, right. doing, you know, crazy stuff and... Right, and that's I mean, look at that. Look at that too. Which I what, what is what I love about the game of golf is you know. Right now, like, I I, I mean I mean I am a decent golfer, but I can go out there and get my ass kicked by a guy in his seventies. Mm. Yeah, you know, and that that's what I love about the game. Right, I, mean, I hate about the game because I want to beat the hell of this old right, guy. Right. But like, that's what's great about the game is you know, you can go out there and you can get your ass kicked. By this guy in the '70s, who's just going to go out there and par a course to death, right? You know, fairway, green, two putt, par, right? You know, and and then look at the flip coin to that is, look when Tiger Woods came on and when he was in his prime. I mean, we'll look at Daly when he won an '04, Mm -hmm. right? The Buick, now the Farmers, Daly smoking cigarettes, eating eating cheeseburgers, twenty Diet Cokes, twenty Diet Cokes round. Yeah, I mean, well over. 300 pound mark
0: Yeah As, yeah.
1: A, as a specimen <laughs> But Tiger's Bombing it down The fairway And you got this dude I mean the only weight He lifts is Out of a beer can Or a Diet Coke <laughs> Or whatever yeah, yeah And he's bombing it Right there with Tiger right. And that's what's great About the game of golf Is right. you can You can be jacked You know In a gym every day And then you got some dude Just rolls out of a bar Right And hits it as far as you Right You know And that, that's what That's what's awesome About the game of golf Right You know right. And but I don't know, man, uh, that, that I I think that is one of the, I think golf when it comes to, you know, great, the great, the goat, um, mm-hmm. cliche, I guess, uh,
0: he can't compare generations. I get that. Yeah. You know, it's,
1: but I think golf has like one of the best arguments when it comes to that is as mm-hmm. far as, you know, yeah. Jack and tiger. Right. You know, like, I mean, I know that tiger woods is without a doubt, his talent will never be matched. Right. And, that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and 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 I mean, and and the records that he has like are you know far past what what Jacks ever accomplished. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, when you just get down a championship, right. I mean, Jack's eighteen majors, his nineteen runner so, up, yeah, yeah, in majors. I mean, and how many of those were were lost by just one stroke? Right. I think it was like four or five of them. Right. You know, and I think Tom Watson has three of those. Yeah, he, he kept from Jack. And then, I know, it's and tough... that's that's what's great about the game, though. It's tough to play the what a yeah. game, you know. Yeah, I mean, sure. we can do it all night, all night. Because you got baseball, like, like you know, five hundred yeah, wins. I mean, is he the greatest pitcher of all time? No, no he's not. No, he you pitched know? every day. Yeah, he pitched yeah. every day. Yeah. You know, whatever. God, he must have had a noodles <laughs> and
0: Right Gosh. So, like, I get the I get the aspect of comparing generations, but all I'm saying is Tiger's influence on the game and his ability. Mm-hmm. You know, so
1: yeah. Who do you think had, like, who was your biggest um, influence in the game of golf? Like, -hmm. what drove you to be great? I mean, mean, and JJ's not going to say it, but JJ is one of the best golfers in this whole area. Yeah, I mean, I don't play as
0: much nowadays. I'm going to get back into it, but... um, when I was playing every day, yeah, I was right up there as far. I mean, I was a second rank amateur in Nevada in two thousand four. Right, so yeah, I was. I um, Dickhead. It was just the. It wasn't like a specific person that inspired me. It was, just the, the game in general, where I wanted to prove to myself I could do it. Right. You know, in a way, to where I get the cliche. You know, yeah. But you have to have something inspire you, and yeah. my inspiration was. Myself in a way to where right. you know, say you had a, you shot a sixty six and you had the best round you've had in a year, but you look back and say, oh, if I would have done this, if I right. that, it one it could have been a sixty four. You know, yeah. so that's what keeps you going to where. That's what keeps you your drive up, and once once your ability, that's what inspires your ability to want to improve. Right. You know, so yeah. But as far as a golfer, yeah, I would say Tiger was probably the most influential, influential for yeah. sure, especially as a young kid. You know. Like, when I was 16 years old, Tiger was shit. You right. know, he was the face of golf. I mean, the
1: video game alone. <laughs> right? I yeah. Mean, yeah, that was... Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean... That was crazy. I think, uh... For me... You know, t- touching on golf, I remember I shot... I was with your brother. He asked me to go play needles one time. And I can't remember if I was off at work or doing something else or whatever, but... He's like, come down the edge and play, so... He picked me up in the parking lot, and I threw my throw my clubs on. We hit the number one tee, and I shot thirty four on the front and thirty three on the back mm. before sixty seven. And Lawrence shot sixty five and beat me. And I was like, I just played the round of my life, right? And I got beat, right? You know, and, and well, you I, think
0: he played that well because you were with him and he was playing so well, you know then, what I mean? And, and yeah. you know what?
1: That's crazy. And I and I, I know that. Because we're so competitive. Like granted you and I have a great time on the golf course. Mm-hmm. But like you ever notice when we play though, we don't talk a lot. Right. You know. We we talk more after and before around. Right. Or going to and from a golf course you than we do on the course. The because yeah. you know and I and I know JJ's gonna beat me every time we play. But it's just there's that competitiveness though. Of course. You yeah. know, and yeah. and I I like it too, whereas, you know, I'm a hack that you know, you're competitive because it, it, it kind of gives me satisfaction that you can't let up because I may get one on you right. or something. Right, right. And, right. but that's what, um, but back to that story, when when Lawrence shot 65, I remember I went into the, the clubhouse and, and JC Bacon was in there and I was so pumped up and I told JC, I said, he's like, how'd you play? And I said, I shot 67. And he goes, oh, wow. And uh, he's like, how do you feel? And, I said you know man I said I I feel like I beat the game Mm. that's that's like I I was such like on cloud nine Mm -hmm. it was like I mean it was it was just it it was just crazy I mean um but I I told him like yeah I I feel like I I beat the game and he goes really I said yeah I go I'll never I'll never shoot that good or shoot that well and he goes but you didn't beat the game Mm-hmm. And he go and when he said that, I was like, Huh? And he goes, was there one more putt you could have made? Right, right. And yeah. and granted when he said that I was like, You know motherfucker I just saw my story. I just saw sixty seven. Can you cut me some slack here, you know? Can I have like a little bit yeah, yeah, of fame? Yeah, yeah. But but when he said that, I was like, Man, he's it's right. True, for sure. You know, and and to this day, I go back and I still try to beat that 67. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... Um,
0: that's what I, went my teaching aspect, I tell people, the better you get, the more frustrating it gets. Oh, absolutely. Because then you know what you're capable of, right? Absolutely. So, that's the aspect of, you should never be satisfied, you know? Right. Uh, I get, you had, yeah, you shot that 67, that was awesome, and you should celebrate it, that's a hell of a round. Right. But at the same time, you're like, okay, if I was an X, Y, and Z... Right. It could have been a sixty-five or sixty-four, you know. So yeah. that's what should keep you going, you know. Right. And JC was hit on the nail. You yeah, you he like, should have said it at that I mean, time, but me, he, he could have, he could have, you know, said that, yeah, you know, yeah, a couple yeah, days later yeah, or
1: something. Yeah. Like, God, can't can get a beer first, you know? Like, jeez. But uh, you know, kudo. I mean, I mean, big shout out to JC Bacon. You know, Tom Russell. They're great Absolutely. advocates of the game. Mm. You know, and and they they uh, they definitely were probably my biggest inspirations of the game. Right. You know, yeah, I mean even and sure. even I mean even Coach Darrow. I mean, right. he gave us all the tools and everything we needed, you know, to be successful with the game. Um, you know, have fun with the game and I mean mm. he's one of our favorite guys to play golf with now. Right. Right. You know, and he was our golf coach in high school. Um and then you, you know, uh seeing things you've done, you know, I've go out there and, and try to match it or, or beat right, you. Right. And uh you know, you've probably, you and Lawrence, you know, are probably, you know, my biggest, probably, yeah, yeah influential people just because I, I want to go out there and beat you guys. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. never really do, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh yeah. How about our, uh, we got to tell the story about our 60 under flip, dude. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many times we won it? So the Flip Minas Youth Fundraiser, for those who don't know, it's probably the biggest tournament in Needles or in the Tri-State area in general. It's in May every year, and we've been playing in it since we were in high school, literally, so over 20 years. And, you know, you do Never play for money. Never took any money in do, high school, though. <laughs> you, do, uh, you do play for money, I get that, but it's the pride. It's the saying you won the Flip as Golf right. Tournament. You know, and what it because, gets back to the community and youth, too. Right, you know? but that's just where, as a golfer, you're like, oh, right. we won the Flipman. As- oh, yeah, and we De- did shoot. We right. shot 16 under one year, gross, which was our lowest round to date in that golf tournament. And it was just one of those tournaments. That
1: has to be the lowest round ever in that tournament. Well, it's probably up there for sure. It's got to be. Then. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was flawless golf. Right. No, like, sure. I mean, honestly, do you think, like, that, and then that's why I brought it up, but, like, could we have done any better? Probably.
0: Yeah. That's two pars. That's three. I think we had an eagle, so three pars. Yeah. But it's not likely. Three-man three but...
1: scramble. And, we, and right. we, right, we should probably say, probably shouldn't say this all on record, but I'm going to say anyways. I don't think we took one of Darrow's shots <laughs> all day besides his four oh, drives. Oh, Darrow ain't listening to this, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> probably, Four but... drives he took? Yeah. 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 Four drives? <laughs> And that was it. And he could have just sat in a cart, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just watched us, yeah. But it was a team effort. You yeah, know? he was there uh, yeah. handing his beers and whatnot. But that and was that, a fun and day. And that's kind of
0: where my teaching side of golf comes in because I love to teach. I've been doing it for a long time, and you know, seeing people improve is probably one of the best feelings you can have. You know, yeah, um, yeah. You know, there's that smile on their face when they come in after a good round, and you know you've been working with them. You know that's. It makes you feel good, you know, and it makes... That's why I love teaching. I love teaching. You know, I've always seen the golf... Not, not all good players can teach. Um, teaching is an art form. Yeah. You have to see the golf swing. And there's a lot of te- a lot of golfers that are not very good golfers, but they're health teachers because they know the golf swing. Yeah. And the hardest part about teaching, uh, not just in golf, but I don't care if you're teaching high school math or you're teaching ping pong. It's all about communication where you have to relay the information to the student in a way that they understand because a lot of good golfers, they know what they're doing, but they can't explain it to someone to where they understand it, right, so, right, right, because, oh, you got to have your hands at 45 degrees, like, what the hell are you talking about, right, they don't know how to explain it, simplify it to where they can understand it and where they can work on it. Where it's
1: all, like, all analytical, you know, to a lot of people, where you and your brother do a really good job on dummying it down, Right. you know.
0: And I wish a lot of golfers, a lot of more golfers would uh, seek uh, a teacher. Not just myself, I'm not pimping out myself at all, but just I think a lot of, especially male golfers, are um, self conscious and they're embarrassed because they don't want to seek help. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you got to get past that because the only way. You can look at YouTube videos all you want. I love YouTube, it's great information. But. It's not, it's never going to be as good as one-on-one individual oh, um, no. information, right? No. Because I can explain it to someone a lot better than what they can get off of video, right. right, right. So I wish people would get more help and want to improve. And, you know, you see golfers out there have been playing 50 years and they're still the same old hack, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, they've gotten lessons, but they've never really worked on their game you know I'm not naming any names or nothing but
1: well one uh, comes to mind you know uh, <laughs> and, and God rest his soul I mean he was a yeah Um, you, I mean, you already know who I'm talking about yeah. you know Bill Bill Hunter yeah. you know and uh,
0: that doesn't mean you can enjoy the game right. don't get me yeah, wrong man, that but, dude was out there how many right. times a
1: week right. you know right um, yeah I mean this guy made Jim Furyk look like a little leaguer uh, but that, you know something.
0: wanting to improve going out and playing with golfers that are better than you do it because it's going to help your game oh, yeah. it really is you Absolutely. Know, just from the story you told Lawrence, you know, you probably, in a way, you shot so well because he was pushing you, yeah. and he was he was playing so well himself, that probably inspired you during the round right. to want to improve, you know, and that's that's where I'm getting at. I is. think we had, like, a
1: 12-pack with us, too. <laughs> and we were just out there. That's just, Lawrence's... Uh, yeah, I mean, Lawrence, I mean, I had my Copenhagen long cut. That's um, Lawrence's P.E.D. Is, right. Uh, that Bud Light, you know. Yeah, you know. and Lawrence had his Amino fluid, <laughs> and he had those black and milds. Yeah. Which... Where did he get on that kick, by the way? Um, But anyways, uh, yeah. But I mean, that's true. You know, we just kind of pushed each other and stuff. All right,
0: ladies and gentlemen, uh, we appreciate you listening to the first ever Peel Team Six podcast. You can expect these probably on a weekly basis. I'm going to have future guests. I might even be on by myself. You never know but um i'm gonna get local golfers even local non-golfers that want to become golfers i am all for it if you guys want to be on this podcast just dm me or text me and i hope this gives you information not only to maybe improve your game but want to inspire to play golf in general i love this game with all my heart i always will and golf is always going to be a big part of my life uh and jared's life too right. and i hope you guys enjoyed it and shout out to jared of you appreciate Cheers. you coming on thanks for the invite all right ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you listening take care good night